0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a special, can I say something? Damien Solo Edition. Gonna be reviewing a bunch of movies. So Dion, again, doesn't have to sit through, let's say, 13 movies that I watched over the past two weeks. So here we go. Uh, starting with Rush Creek from 2018, directed by Jen McGowan, starring Hermione Cornfield, Jay Paulson, and Sean O'Brien. Is about an overachieving college student gets lost on her way to do a job interview. Wrong turn leaves her stranded deep in the Kentucky forest. This is fine. I give it a 6 out of 10. Not great cinematography. Not great acting. Um, not very believable villains. Um, it was not great. Did not like it very much. But so That's on Netflix if you want to check it out. It's called Rushed Creek. Next up we have Red, White, and Blue. This is the third Movie in the Small axe Small Axe uh, series of films by director Steve McQueen it stars John Boyega, Steve Toussaint, and Joy Richardson. It's about a spotlight's the true story of Leroy Logan, who at a young age saw his father assaulted by two policemen, motivating him to join the Metropolitan Police Force and change their racist attitudes from within. This was very very good, as all of these uh, Small Axe films are about uh, racial discord, racial profiling, harassment in 1970s, 1980s, uh, West London, of the West Indies uh, communities. Uh, They're all exceptional. Very, very good acting. Amazing acting by John Boyega. Um, Incredible story writing. Very believable Um, acting by everyone. Very, very, very good movie. Yep. Definitely check that out. Next up, we have Men in Black, number three. Just caught up with this one just recently from 2012, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, starring Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, and Josh Brolin. Agent K travels in time to MIB's early days in 1969 to stop an alien from assassinating his friend, Agent K, and Changing History. Uh, The standout uh, performance in this movie was from... uh, Mr. Michael Stuhlbarg plays one of the aliens, one of the main aliens in this. You can sort of see the future, see things that are coming. Um, he was a, he was really funny in this. I really liked him in that. Um, this has all the same humor from the first two. Um, the slightly better story than the second one. So I gave this one a seven out of ten, but you know, seven out of ten just because it was slightly not as good as the first one. I think we've seen better movies since then that have done this uh, better since then. Uh, Next up, we have Touch of Evil from 1958, directed by Orson Welles, starring Charlton Heston, Orson Welles, and Janet Leigh. It's about a stark, perverse story of murder, kidnapping, and police corruption in a small Mexican border town. Uh, So this is uh, interesting, uh, seeing a young Charlton Heston playing an investigator, Investigating uh, corruption in a in a small uh, Mexican border town, he, uh, one of the lines he utters in this movie is something like, "a police a policeman's job should be hard. It's only a policeman's job is only easy in a police state." So that that was a very um, cogent, very prescient uh, sentence said by a, by a person that would go on to be a very uh, strong right wing um, advocate for gun rights and and all that. Later on in his life, so that's very interesting. Seeing that come out of his mouth, uh, I gave that an eight out of ten. I like that very much. This is one of the one of the top uh, Orson Welles movies of all time. People are saying, uh, people have said uh, this along with uh, Citizen Kane, and the other movie I'm going to talk about, which is The Stranger from 1946, starring Orson Welles. Edward G. Robertson and Loretta Young, also directed by Orson Welles. It's about an investigator from the War Crimes Commission travels to Connecticut to find an infamous Nazi. Uh, spoiler alert, the, the Nazi is played by Orson Welles. The investigator is Edward G. Robertson, so it's interesting seeing Edward G. Robertson playing um, somebody in the law enforcement community as opposed to in the gangster community as he usually did for a long time. Uh, this is a fantastic movie as well. Um, definitely check it out. It has a... Fairly classic uh, ending, and on a clock tower, clock tower scene at the end, very good. Give that an 8 out of 10. Uh, those two past movies were on, I rented them on Amazon, Black Men in Black 3, I believe on uh streaming on HBO, uh, Red, White, and Blue, you can stream all of these small acts films on Amazon streaming. Rush Creek was on Netflix. Next up, we have one of my favorite movies so far this year, Sound of Metal, directed by Darius Mauter, uh, starring Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cooke, and Paul Racy. It's about a heavy metal drummer's life is thrown into freefall when he begins to lose his hearing. So this is an incredible movie, incredibly uh, incredible performance by Riz Ahmed. I think he's one of the most uh, un- un- underappreciated actors that we have working today. Um, incredible performance by him. I heard a review on the slash filmcast this week. Uh one of the people on that show, uh Jeff Canada, um almost lost his sight last year. I think a cornea, one of his corneas broke down or something. I'm not really sure what happened, but he almost lost his lost his vision in one in one eye. So he's very emotional about talking about uh you know having an emotional connection to this character because he his job Jeff Finster's job is to watch movies and to have the possibility of losing the the uh sense that he needs to watch movies. It was incredibly heartbreaking for him the possibility of that. He's fine now, but uh it was very um relatable to him. Uh this movie is about uh Reza Med plays a man who is uh his whole life is is made up of of drumming. His whole identity is to be a drummer, to listen. Um and so in the beginning of this movie, he almost completely loses all of his hearing. Um, has a, just uh, completely breaks down emotionally. Uh, he goes in. Uh, he's also a recovering addict, and he finds a community of also fellow recovering addicts and uh, deaf people. Uh, and it's this really intimate uh, character piece about um, learning to lo- learning to live with um, a disability like that. Um, it takes, you know, it takes a turn at a certain point where he's trying to fight back against that, trying to fight back, trying to fight back against accepting that. Um, and it's very well done, very well acted, very well directed. Um, the, the sound design in this movie is incredible. I would highly recommend anybody watching this, uh, with headphones on. The sound, the sound design is incredible. So definitely check out Sound of Metal. Uh, I believe you can stream that on Amazon right now. I give that a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, next up, we have Freaky from this year. 2020, directed by Chris- Christopher Landon, starring Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, and Celeste O'Connor. After a, after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. This is a fine one of those. Um... Uh, Funny horror movies in in the style of uh, something like The Babysitter from a couple years ago. Over the top, stylized horror, a lot of comedy, a lot of self referential uh, comedy bits, comedy moments, dialogue, things like that. Uh, It's a fine one of those. I'm not really. This isn't really in my wheelhouse uh, anymore. I feel like we've sort of Come full circle on the meta commentary starting meta commentary with horror movies starting back in 1996, 24 years ago with Scream. I feel like the the meta commentary, the movies that are meta commentarying on horror movies, I think have run its course for now. I think uh, straight up horror movies need to make a comeback. Um, so I, I still gave this thing the 8 out of 10, and it was a very well made one of those. But I think just any more. Anymore at this point, I think, you're getting uh, diminishing returns and things like that. Uh, But next up, we have Black Bear from this year as well. Trying to get as many movies from this year in before the end of the year. Movie directed by Lawrence Michael Levine, starring Aubrey Plaza, Sarah Gadon, and Christopher Abbott. This is about a filmmaker at a creative impasse seeks solace from her tumultuous past at a rural retreat only to find that the woods summon her inner demons in intense and surprising ways. So this stars Ar- Aubrey Plaza as a Airbnb guest. She's over at, uh, I think, an Airbnb tenant's house. I think they're staying there with her for some reason. Um, and it starts to go sideways throughout the night. It's it's a very, uh, um, who's coming to dinner? What's that movie? The uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? That's uh, a movie about basically a, a, a couple has a fight over dinner. And this other couple has to basically just uh, sit there and, and and observe as this <laughs> relationship is breaking down over this one night. Um, very similar to that, but it is but then it goes on to get very very meta in the same way that *Schindler's um, List* to New York got very very meta. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Um, I would highly recommend this one as well. I uh, give this an eight out of ten. Next up is a movie I'll probably be talking about in a little bit more detail on Saturday. But we have Tenant from 2020, directed by Christopher Nolan, uh, starring John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, and Elizabeth Debicki. Armed with only one word, tenant, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. This movie is kind of incredible. Uh, there's scenes and moments and action set pieces that I've never seen before, uh, presented in a way I've never seen before. Um, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, it is a visual feast. It is visually sumptuous. It is in- just incredible, incredible... Um, sets and and uh stunts and and just things uh with action and uh hand to hand combat and choreography that I've never really seen before. Shot in a way I've never seen before and it's just uh absolutely incredible on that on that uh on that way. So it is um about well let's say what it is about, but the the acting is incredible. Uh David John David Washington has the same swagger and sort of vocal cadence as his father and he he uh uses that very well. He uses uses all of that very well. Uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson is incredible in this. I can't wait to see him as the Batman. He's sort of doing a Bruce Wayne sort of uh, swagger as well. He has that Bruce Wayne-ness about him in this movie. Um, Elizabeth Debicki is always incredible as well. Um, just things you've never seen before. Again, <laughs> the visuals in the movie are, are breathtaking. Uh, the story is, I think... Thinking back on it and reading reviews and reading things people have written about it, I think it makes more sense after you watch it, obviously, and think about it. But uh, upon first viewing, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. So that was a little distracting. Um, people have said that the dialogue is hard to, hard to uh, comprehend. Uh, watching this movie at home is a great experience. Sorry, Mr. Nolan, but it just is. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to the movie theater, not be able to understand what the people are saying. I've heard uh, on televisions, it is, you can sort of, you know, finagle with the uh, uh HDRness of it. You can finagle with the sound. You can have closed captioning on. Just people have been saying it's a much better viewing experience at home. So unfortunately, uh, a lot of people are disagreeing with Christopher Nolan's take that it has to be seen in theaters. So, um, I, I very much enjoyed this movie. Uh, I gave that a nine out of 10. Next up, we have one I fortunately did not enjoy very much She Dies Tomorrow, directed by Amy Simitz, uh, starring Kate Lynn Sheel, Jane Adams, and Kentucker Otley. Kentucker Otley, fantastic name. Uh, this is about a woman, Amy, who thinks she's dying tomorrow, and it's contagious. Uh, Saturday, me and Deanne would be talking about a movie that he believes nothing happens in, which which is the Nest. Um, I will heavily dispute that right now and and on Saturday as well. Um, lots of things happen in the Nest. Lots of yeah, lots of very interesting things happen in the Nest. But we talk talking about that Saturday. Um, but this movie is a great example of something where literally nothing happens. Not literally, but if you if he wants to watch a movie where truly nothing happens for an hour and a half, he should watch this movie. Um, this is a movie about a woman who has a mental breakdown and thinks she's dying and talks to other people and sees things and goes around and having psychotic breaks and truly nothing happens (laughs) at the end. It's a very sort of what just happened and what happened at the end, and what is going on? You know, you're never really given a clear answer. You know, you're not given a clear answer in the nest as well, but you're truly not given a clear answer at the end of this movie. Um, some very interesting, very, um, uh, intense acting in this movie, very intense character moments in this movie, but overall I was just like, I don't I don't know what I just watched <laughs> honestly. Uh but I give that a 7 out of 10 just based on the uh the intense acting. They tried very hard. I'll give them that. A for effort. Seven out of ten for effort. Uh second to last movie I watched the last couple weeks is On the Rocks. Another movie from 2020, which may or may not be up for awards this year. So this uh, is starring, directed by Sofia Coppola, starring Bill Murray, Rashida Jones, and Marlon Waynes. It's about a young mother reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure through New York. And again, referencing The Nest, um, this is a movie like The Nest in in that the plot is not that imp- that important, it's not as important as the uh, character developments and the interpersonal character uh, conflicts and evolutions of their relationships. Um, this is about a woman trying to reckon with her father and what he's meant to her and what he still means to her. Um, the star is Rashida Jones, daughter of Quincy Jones directed by Sofia Coppola, daughter of uh, Francis Ford Coppola. So I believe this is a uh, story that is very much based on their life and trying to, uh, Work some, work some things out about what the, what a relationship with a famous, philanderous, um, larger than life, uh, father can mean for, for a young woman. So I think that's very interesting if you just look at it from that perspective and sort of don't get bogged down in the plotlessness of it. So, uh, lastly, we have Baccarau, uh, directed by Juliano Dornels and Kleber Mendonza Filo. Starring Barbara Collin, Thomas Aquino, and Silvero Pereira. This is about after the death of her grandmother, Teresa comes home to her matriarchal village in the near future, Brazil, to find a succession of succession of sinister events that mobilizes all of its residents. So this is like a uh futuristic, not futuristic, but in in the near future, Brazil uh version of Seven Samurai. So these uh gangsters, bandits, whatever you want to call them, are coming to the coming to their village to make trouble. They want their gold, they want their resources, and they're just going to kill them all and take it, Roll them, steamroll through them. And uh, they put up a fight, just like in Seven, Seven of the Samurai. So it is very much based on that. Um, I thought it would have worked better if the antagonists were from their village. The antagonists are um, stereotypical... Very colorful um, char- uh, caricatures of uh, machoistic uh, Rambo-type Americans. So that that sort of took me out of it because I wasn't really sure why that needed to be a thing. Didn't really explain who they were, what they wanted, where they came from. I think it would have been, worked a lot better. Would, I would have been immersed in this movie a lot more if it was a you know, bandits from a neighboring village or from a bigger city, a Brazilian city or something like that. Um, I think the fact that they are just these uh, caricatures of American militants uh, took me out of it because I didn't really understand why that had to be that. Um, the the you know they're they're obviously speaking English, so I thought, I thought this was a movie where I could just like uh, 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 dip myself into a Brazilian movie. They're all speaking Brazilian. It takes place in a Brazilian village. I can immerse myself in their culture and their language for, you know, two hours. And then half of it is, you know, just a basic sort of uh, garbage crime movie in a a certain way where you just have um, uh, bulked up, muscled Americans screaming about, let's kill them all, let's kill all the brown people, (laughs) which obviously happens, but it's just, uh, didn't really expect that from this movie. So just gave that a seven out of 10. Wasn't terrible. but wasn't great. So that'll do it for my movie uh, reviews for this week. So I might put this up today, might fit it in Saturday, but we'll see. So until next time, bye-bye.